doctoral and PhD candidates. Thank you for joining us on Dissertation in 90 Days, a podcast created with you in mind. Our continued goal is to save you time, money, and stress. This podcast is made possible by your generous donations and sponsorships. Hey, I'm Dr. Anthony Robinson, and this is Dissertation in 90 Days, a show providing tips and strategies that will help greatly reduce the time you spend writing your dissertation. So in the first episode, I talked to you about my dissertation writing journey, why I created this podcast, and how you can use this as a game-changing resource on your path towards completion. Today's episode is packed with tips about how to write your absolute best dissertation step by step. When you get to the point of actually writing a dissertation, you are clearly near the end of a very important stage of your dissertation and educational journey. You have successfully completed and in most programs about 45 hours of coursework and even your comprehensive exam. The point of the dissertation process is to showcase your ability to conduct research in your discipline and to present your findings through an original piece of content that in theory will provide value for the academic and scientific community. But before we get any further, it's important that we talk about the most important thing here. What exactly is a dissertation. This question is actually posed quite a bit when some people ask, what is a dissertation and how is it different from a master's thesis? The term dissertation usually is used to present the final result of independent work and research for a program, regardless of whether it is graduate or undergraduate. A thesis, on the other hand, is crafted for the completion of a master's degree. Therefore, dissertation in the context of what we are speaking about today is the final project that PhD and doctoral candidates present before gaining their doctoral degree. So while the dissertation term can apply even to undergraduate students, we are speaking today specifically about the end of program project completed by doctoral and PhD students and those who are developing theses for master's level uh, programs. That being said, let's be honest. Let's be honest here for a second. It's not easy to write a dissertation. Although most students start the process extremely excited about their research, the truth of the, the fact is many of them end up frustrated and in despair and oftentimes will quit altogether. So if you are listening today, it is of first importance to understand that the pro- understand the process of planning, research, and writing a dissertation could be the longest and most complex challenge you've ever committed to. There are many reasons for uh, this that I've learned from, from my experience working with students from across the world. First is the issue of procrastination. One of the easiest traps to fall into while writing a dissertation is the tendency to think 
there is plenty of time to work on the project and constantly delaying the starting point. I have seen this put students in a constant state of stress and even pressure to meet deadlines. The second issue that I've noticed is a lack of research skills. A lot of students either don't know how to properly and efficiently collect and examine resources for the academic writing project, or they simply just don't know what to do. As a result, a lot of students don't know how to adequately engage the literature. The third issue that I've noticed in many students who engage in the dissertation writing process is a lack of writing skills. One of the things about writing a dissertation is that it has to follow very strict rules of academic writing. You have to consider factors such as writing and, and proper form, style, and even language. And then you have to consider the issue of citation guidelines. So when you put all of this together, it can make for a very difficult experience. With that being said, writing a successful dissertation is doable. The important thing is to start from the beginning with a plan in mind. So today we're going to talk about and present a step-by-step -step process you can use to get to the place of having doctor in front of your name. So the first step of a successful process is the proposal. Think of the dissertation as a successful marriage. I don't know about you, but I have never seen two people get married unless there was first a proposal where a request was made. Earlier, I explained what a dissertation is, but what about a dissertation proposal? As the term itself suggests, the proposal is essentially an in-depth request intended to persuade the committee members that you're going to commit to conducting research that is valuable, necessary, and meets a specified research problem. In most cases, the proposal consists of first three, the first three chapters of your dissertation. Even in cases where an official proposal is not mandatory, it is still valuable to write it and discuss the points that, that are contained in it with their mentor. Following are some of the key issues to pay attention to when thinking about the dissertation proposal. First, there's a theme, question, and title. What problem is your dissertation going to tackle? The most crucial and very initial step in any study is to identify and diagnose the study problem. This is what queries you want to address and exactly what you as the researcher seek to resolve. Your entire dissertation will revolve around answering this research problem. A study problem could possibly be described as an area of concern, a gap in the knowledge, or even a deviation in the standard or standard that points to the need for further analysis and comprehension. Although a lot of problems turn out to have a number of solutions, they are not always evident or aren't immediately accessible as a remedy for the problem that is, is sought to be addressed by the within the, in the study. 
As a result of this, further investigation is required to achieve an alternative. The problem statement therefore briefly addresses the question, what's the issue or problem in this case that the study will address? A bigger objective of the problem statement is to take a general problem, something that is bothersome to you or a perceived lack, and turn it into a specific, explicitly described research problem. Moreover, uh, it is something that you believe can be solved by way of focused research and by targeted research processes. Composing a statement of the problem should ultimately help you to identify the goal of the research project that you will suggest. And many times the problem statement will also focus as the foundation for the introductory part of your final proposal, directing your reader's attention immediately into the topics that your planned research will tackle and supplying the reader with a succinct statement of the planned research itself. With that being said, a problem statement does not have to be elaborate or long. It's typically about a single page uh, and that is that tends to be more than adequate to, to answer or address the research problem. By the time you are finished with their research problem, it will have the following attributes. One, it will address a gap in knowledge. Two, it will be important enough to contribute to the present body of research. Three, it will lead to additional research. Four, the problem will lend itself to investigation through collection of data. Five, it will be of interest to you personally and also match your abilities, time, and resources. Six, the strategies towards solving the problem will be ethical. The second question that a successful proposal will address is, why is it a problem for the research, academic, and scientific community you will belong to? Why is it important for you to find a solution? And how are you going to search for the answers? In considering these questions, be sure to discuss a few alternatives of the dissertation title with your mentor before you start writing the proposal. The second thing you want to consider when thinking about your dissertation proposal is the structure of your dissertation proposal. If you want to make the proposal convincing, its format has to be clean and easy to follow. Here are the points you should include uh, in your proposal. Dissertation title. We've already talked about that. The second thing are your objectives. The aim for up to uh, it is important that you aim for up to three objectives. If you are too extensive at this point, uh, it will seem like your plan doesn't have a focus. So you will need to narrow it down. And an example of this is it's not narrow enough to say you want to talk about, for example, the the factors that uh, the, the factors regarding that improve retention among students in higher education. To narrow it, narrow that type of topic down, you might instead say factors that improve retention among minority students at a predominantly white institution 
in the in the southeastern part of the United States. That topic is very narrow as opposed to the the first uh, mentioned topic that wasn't that wasn't narrow at all. But when you introduce one minority students, uh, two in higher education, three uh, in uh, among uh, among at an institution in in the southeastern part of the United States, that makes that topic very very specific and narrow. The second thing that you want to consider is the literature. Ask your mentor if you're expected to list some specific references in this section. If that's not the case, you will at least need to mention the areas of study, schools of thought, and other sources of information you're going to use during the research stage. Then there's a factor of research. This is the main section uh, where you, you will elaborate the ideas of your research question. You will clearly outline the area of re- and you will clearly outline the area of the research that you are addressing. Then there's the issue of methodology. The dissertation project can be non-empirical if the resources come from previously published projects or empirical if you collect data through questionnaires or other methods. In this section, you will need to explain, ultimately explain the methods of collecting data. Then there are potential outcomes. Where do you think you'll end up after all the research and analyzing? Explain the outcome you expect to come come down to. Then there's time frame. Create a schedule that explains how you will manage all stages of dissertation writing within a specified time frame. Then finally, there's list of references. Ask your mentor if you're supposed to include this part and he or she will provide you with specific instructions. So after you have successfully completed your uh, dissertation proposal, the second step of the successful dissertation process is to conduct effective research. The research stage is ultimately going to determine the overall development of your project. One of the issues that ends up hurting a lot of students is wasting a lot of time as a result of reading and analyzing a lot of irrelevant resources. The research process therefore has to be methodical and effective. Following are some tips that are some tips that will help you get through it successfully. First, make a timeline for the research stage. I can remember during my dissertation journey, there was a common sentiment that I heard a lot, which was how important it was to read your age in dissertations meaning you should read at least the number of dissertations of your age. So if you are, you know, 30, the idea is for you to read a minimum of 30 dissertations. And and the the purpose of this is that you find enough resources to fully understand the phenomenon that you're focused on. The challenge, you know, however, is that you don't keep researching the topic so much that you don't move forward with your research study. Many students, 
you know, fall into a trap of thinking they have to read everything that was ever written regarding the dissertation question. This is not that's, you know, just not true. Questions you should consider then are how much time do you plan to spend in the research stage? Make a timeline and stay committed to it and just just do it. Uh, you just need to read enough to understand the research surrounding your topic and the limitations of your study. Next, you want to find the right places to look for your sources. You also have to know where to look. You know, although the Internet can be leveraged during your research process, it is not likely a the likely place that you will find the most valuable research for your study. Use, however, using Google Scholar to locate reliable academic sources can be a good way to identify respectable sources if you're going to use the Internet. Outside of that, you know, librarians can be extremely helpful in the identification of validated research on your topic. Also, resources like EBSCOhost and, you know, an, abund an assortment of other resources that you can use to identify your data. Finally, you have to have a system for organizing your resources. Otherwise, you can end up confused and you won't be able to keep track of the direction you desire to go in. Tools to help with this with organization include Evernote, uh, Penzu, and a variety of other online tools that can help you stay organized. Now that you've completed the proposal and research processes, the third step of the dissertation process is that you actually begin writing. Many students get to the, get to this stage of the process and end up discouraged because all, you know, all of the technical aspects that we talked about earlier, but like everything else, if you break it down, and create a writing plan, you can ultimately experience great success. A successful dissertation should consist of the following steps, uh, some of which we dis discussed in the proposal process of, of um, the dissertation journey. So first, make an outline. You know, at this point, you should have the dis your dissertation proposal, which is a preliminary outline for the actual dissertation at many institutions, it will consist of your first three chapters, which we discussed earlier with your proposal, which should make the development of your outline and overall writing process so much easier. Also included in the outline is your introduction, which is, you know, what you included in the background of the problem or a statement of the issue, the purpose of the study and your research question. You will also need to provide clear definitions of the terms related to the project in addition to your assumptions and expectations of the final results. After you complete the introduction, then you have the literature review. As it relates to you know, the literature review, many institutions require that you write about 40 pages. This will by far be the longest chapter of your study. Strong literature reviews have a twofold purpose. 
to validate the concentration of your research and to offer a reason for your methodological methodological approach to do each of each of these effectively i often encourage students to engage in a vast amount of synthesis and critical analysis synthesis is what it ultimately helps you to examine and address areas in the literature that are inconsistent in existing research and to expose contradictions that point to the need of your research. I also encourage students to stay away from summary of individual studies. And additionally, uh, while discussed in depth, they will ultimately be used to drive drive and drive ideas based arguments for your own original research. Then there's critical analysis. Uh, critical analysis is also required for examining the strong points and weaknesses of recent research in the field of your research topic, specifically as those studies allow you to best understand and discuss existing indiscrepancies and conflicts. Uh, moreover, uh, most students find the literature review challenging because it is detailed and complicated work that incorporates relevant findings from a minimum, uh, typically or an average of 75 or more studies into one chapter, while also ensuring that the focus of the discussion or proposal remains on synthesis and critical analysis rather than summary throughout. Following uh, chapter two is your methodology, which is presented in chapter three, where you identify the way, way you will locate the resources and methods, methods of implementation of the res results. Uh, then there are your findings. Uh, this is the most important stage in the entire process of your dissertation writing, since it showcases your intellectual capacity. At this point, uh, you will need to restate the question, research questions, uh, research questions, and you will also discuss the resu results that you found explaining the direction they led you to. In other words, you'll consider answering those questions. And then you have the conclusion. In the final chapter of the dissertation, you will summarize the study and you will briefly report the results. Don't forget that you have to explain how your findings make a difference in the academic community and how they are implied in practice. At the end of this chapter, include a recommendations for the future research section where you will propose future research that you will that you will use to clarify the issue further. Explain why you suggest this research and what form it should take in the future. Other parts of this, uh, through it all, it is vitally important. It is, let me repeat that. During this journey, it is vitally important that you manage your time well. I see so many students get derailed by not properly managing their time. And at the end of the day, they also, many students do not complete because of a lack of time management. Then you have steps four and five, which consists of a lot of editing, reiterations, 
proofreading and getting feedback for for your dissertation so much that you will likely want nothing to do with it by the end of the process. After having written and spent so much time with your document at this point, I recommend sending it to someone, most likely your committee, who will recognize its flaws and issues. An outside person will also be able to pay attention to the logical connection between each argument you make and to identify potential gaps in information. When going through uh, the revisions process, which is weaved throughout this journey, it is critical that you don't get discouraged and take offense to what is being said to you. I can remember getting my first set of revisions back and having what seemed like an entire paper marked with red comments. The point at the end of the day is to develop a document into something that you will be proud of 30 years down the road. The dissertation writing process is a great challenge, which not all students are capable uh, to cope with. So the best advice I can give to you is to be persistent and to never make quitting an option. I created this podcast, as I mentioned to you before, to provide you tips, strategies, and even encouragement about a daunting process that if applied can greatly reduce your dissertation writing time. If you apply these strategies and tips that I've mentioned today, I have no doubt that you can have a successful dissertation writing experience. If you have any questions or you feel like you just want to get it done, visit us at www.writerser.com. That's www.writerser.com. We would love to help you on your journey. Until next time, I am Dr. Anthony Robinson, and I'll be back next week with the next episode on Dissertation in 90 Days. Doctoral and PhD candidates, thank you for joining us on Dissertation in 90 Days, a podcast created with you in mind. Our continued goal is to save you time, money, and stress. This podcast is made possible by your generous donations and sponsorships.